My name is Ollie Peer, and this is Timothy Warwood. And this is the Apre. And it's only the Olympic special day, numero trois. Numero trois. As the speed skaters' crotches continue to bulge inappropriately and the big air skiers are lost in an infinite and never-ending death cycle of fist-pumping and radness, the fire is lit, the TV is on, and me and Tim are getting all hooger for your Winter Olympic Apres Special. How you doing, Tim? You alright? Yeah, really good. Is the Herger the four-drawer chest of drawers that you can buy from Ikea? No, there probably is one. It's not, you know, it's the the Danish word for getting all comfortable and cosy and relaxed. Mate, we are, after a big long day on the mountains, we are absolutely getting relaxed, yes. No, I'm good, thanks. I'm surprisingly feeling quite sharp, all things considered. Uh, it's been a big old day at uh, BBC Towers for the Olympics, me and Ed. We're up very early, so yeah, feeling feeling quite tired. Yeah, I bet. What's the regime like after you are done? Like, what will you do after we've done this? Do you go and have a bite to eat and then maybe go to sleep? Genuinely go and have dinner. You've got to put your mind in the right place, I find. Ed likes to go home and then have breakfast, but that just makes me feel like I'm awake. I want to go home now and have... You've told me this. This is your... I'm on your thread now. I'm going to go home Good. and have a chilli con carne a load of potatoes <laughs> do you know what i might even treat myself to a little beer it feels like i've had a good day at work today commentated on three different events so yeah i think i'm going to go home but you're right i've got to power through now to about well what we're recording this at what 8 30 this morning so i'm going to power through and then try and sleep about 10 o'clock and if i can sleep 10 till 6 10 till 7 it's a good eight nine hours sleep there isn't it sure is man who's that Big Eddie. Yay! Yeah. Ed Lee. Hey man, how you doing? How's how's things? I think my eyes might have healed over with tiredness. <laughs> you two must be so shattered. I was watching joking. you this morning and I was watching I was like I was so so tired and I realized that actually you'd already been up and commentating on something else and you've been up so what time are you up this morning? 1 a.m. Well no, oh. that's what time we started work. We were up at half 12. So we've already done like a nine-hour day. Oh, God. <laughs> and you've got... Also, it's worth noting, we've done a nine-hour day of on the rev limiter of like... Hey, whoa, isn't it cool? Rad! So basically, like, just being excited, all whilst trying to dissect... Scores. Like, Ed's been doing, like, A-level maths, doing, like, <laughs> calculations of scores. 90.4 divided by 50.5 um, times by... Like, trying to work out, like, numbers for the top 12 for 30, 30 men and 30 women. It's been absolutely ridiculous. So we're, we're, we genuinely feel like we've melted. And I'm, I'm about to go on um, Hazel Irvine's show to do some live analysis, and it feels like <laughs> someone's taken 40-grit sandpaper to my eyeballs. I'm going to look so stupid. I've seen your analysis in the morning, and I'm not going to lie. You look like you've been up for all of time. Like, it, <laughs> it just kind of looks so, so tired. No, I always look like a ball sack. I always look that bad. <laughs> in Ed's defence, he doesn't look anywhere near as bad as what Chris Hoy looked last year. I don't even remember they wheeled Chris Hoy out for every single cycling event. So he was doing the analysis <laughs> from Tokyo Summer Games. And he looked absolutely hideous. Yeah. I think it was Catherine Granger. She looked really good for a week. 
And then she just started going, <laughs> but that's the problem. Like, this is day three. You're supposed to have a bit in the tank to get you through. I'm going to look like Skeletor <laughs> by the end of the game. It's going to be horrific. Yeah, no, you honestly. Watch, like, stop putting me on. You're doing such a such an amazing job, like watching you both this morning, or listening to you both this morning, I should say. Like, yeah, you're so buoyant and you have so much energy. And so if it does make you feel any better, and I hope it does, you're doing such a great job. Like, it's great to have you back on again. Like, uh, I, I love it. So kudos to you both, honestly. Oh, thanks, Ollie. Well, listen, should we send Ed back out into the cot, the metaphoric cold where he can go and stand in a big green box and then get digitally beamed into a ski chalet somewhere else in the world and talk about skiing? No, before he goes and does his like okay, contractually sorry. obligated thing, he can do this for free first and give us like a sort of a really quick summary and a, like, a roundup of, of the slope style and the baguette. Like, uh, how was it? I mean, I missed the slope style, so I missed that. I haven't seen that yet. What's, what's, what's Big Ed's... Summary of it. Hashtag spoiler alert. Are you ready? Mm, go on. Probably the biggest judging indiscretion in snowboard history. Max Paro won a gold that the judges would take back if they could. They, they missed a ginormous double knee grab in the middle of his run there. They were being so cruel. Judging perfection and execution. And then they missed this howler in the middle of Max Paro's run. And certainly it wasn't worth a gold. It might have been worth a silver, but Tim and I both think Mark McMorris was underscored as well. Yeah. So I think the Chinese kid probably should have won, but it should have been McMorris in silver and Paro in bronze. Is there any kind of appeal process? I don't think there is, is there? Once a medal's awarded, that's it, is it? Yeah. And, that, and the amazing thing was I watched the flower ceremony. Mark McMorris looked like he like he couldn't he couldn't bear to be there like his third bronze and he knew it was worth better max paro even if it's possible he looked sheepish there was really? no major celebration he knew what he'd done oh, and i think man. he's done this for long enough he knows what the fallout is that he's he's basically been given a medal that no one thinks he should have that is a poison chalice. That medley is going to haunt him. Oh, my God. Man. It's yeah. terrible. It's not. It's, it's almost as catastrophic in a different way as the women's final being blown out by the wind in 2018. That Probably is. more contentious. Yeah. Yeah. God, imagine how, imagine how they're feeling this morning. I mean, God, that, that sounds awful. That sounds really terrible. I want to watch it now. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, well worth it. I'd love because everyone will have their own opinion on it, but we were in we were definitely in agreement. I yeah. saw a much bigger run for Mark McMorris. Yeah, we both did. And we both called it. We were both we as commentators, you've got to be quite careful in a way. You you can't really go with your opinion too much. You have to go with what's happening on the screen, but I think we both kind of just put it out there and we were like, this is not good enough. This oh, but, isn't good enough for snowboarding. But you have to, because anyone else who saw it would have been like, well, why are they not talking about that? Yeah, true. And it's, it, the, we talked about it in the broadcast itself. The judges have a role that's as important as the athletes. It's like a referee in football. If you have a, an absolute nightmare, then... It, the game's ruined, and that's what happened today. The judges had a nightmare. And the real shame of it is they've been excellent for everything else. Like, I couldn't fault them in the yeah, other Yeah, they've been so, events. so good. Will there be a review for like the judging and how they judge off the back of this, do you think? Does that happen? 100% because they've built, in snowboarding, they've built a giant panel. 
In skiing, you have, I think, five judges looking at overall impression and a head judge. In snowboarding, you have six judges split into three groups of two, and they cover two sections of the course each. And then you've got another three looking at overall impression, and then you've got the head judge. So 10 guys, double the amount in snowboarding that you have in free ski to stop that happening. So I'll be interested to see how they think, well, what that debrief is. I texted one of the judges straight away and he said, can't talk right now, we'll call you later. Oh, God. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Okay, yeah, well, look, quick, quick, quickly before you have to go as well, just a quick, a quick word on, on Woodsy as well in the big air. Woodsy didn't go his way, bit unlucky, ended up bottom of the field, but in good company. I mean, in Teal Hall, Teal Hall won bronze just a few weeks ago at the X Games. So it was just one of those days the standard was so high, he couldn't lace his tricks, but... There were loads of other people that couldn't lace their trick. Matty Svancer down there as well. Arguably the hottest skier at the moment. He couldn't land his tricks either. So, you know, loads of people dropping tricks. But the standard was through the roof. Question for you then, Timo. Go on. Would his tricks have... Like, he's got triple 14s both ways. Would they have been enough, though, to get him in? Done done properly, yeah. Switch triple 14s. Okay. I think they would have. That was my fear, that we'd seen so many 16s and 18s. A lot of people doing both, but it's re- the, what he does is really hard because of the last the last triple. It would normally take you to sixteen, but he holds it to fourteen. Do you know? What? It's really hard to explain. But yeah, they're they're really big triples if you could have put them down. Well, he must be gutted. But uh, Kirsty Muir's in in the big air. Nice, a f- an official burp from Satan Whoppercock himself. Lovely. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Nice to have you in the log cabin again, Eddie. I'll see you in a little bit. We're going to go and have breakfast together. Cheers, Ed. Oh, have fun. I'm pull out my bum first. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, he's, he's really nice, isn't he? He's such a lovely guy. Satan Whoppercock. And just unbelievably <laughs> knowledgeable. I so... Do you know what? It's like sitting next to Rain Man, being in the commentary booth with him. He's so unbelievably good with information. Like, I'm not even joking how good he actually is at remembering stats and facts. And he does himself a disservice when he says he's melting. I mean, he, he literally says goodbye on the broadcast and then melts. It is, he's an incredible commentator and it's a joy to be alongside him for, for these Olympics, for sure. I mean it as well when I said to you both like how much of a great job you're doing like it it it, it must be so so difficult like it's really lovely to listen to so you know keep it up Tim oh, keep it up you're you. doing well thank you very much thank you very much thoroughly enjoying it is watching it at home are you getting a little bit inspired to dust your skis off and get out there I'm not gonna lie right watching today so we and we'll get we're, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the big air but the big air the venue of the big air looks so fucking dismal and horrible <laughs> it was just like because oh, yeah. they've gone for this like industrial theme haven't they and i thought i don't want to i yeah, want to look like... at some cooling towers and some communist style architecture whilst i'm watching some skiing i want it much cooler than that no i know what you mean i do know what you mean i think they when they originally decided on the venue covid wasn't here was it so they were planning on filling that thing with you know fifty thousand people down at the bottom screaming whooping and hollering so yeah i don't know bit of a shame really but you're right it it doesn't really say skiing does it no it really doesn't and on that though i've got a couple questions for you on it because i noticed that some of the riders have poles and some don't what's that about what are the rules 
So the rules are quite simply, whatever you start with, you must finish with. So if you want to drop in with one pole, you can. If you want to drop in with four poles, you can. Or if you want to just ride with no poles, you can. Culturally, skiing is with two poles. Back in like the early 2000s, they, they, the skiers ditched the poles. It became a bit more kind of just a lot easier to grab and to spin. There's not so much going on. Um, and then poles definitely came back again. They that, you know, went proper full circle, and now more recently with quad corks and triple corks are plenty, and these huge numbers of spins, you know, spinning four and a half, five, five and a half times around, you know, that the forces involved to, to also reach down and grab your ski with just two fingers whilst still holding onto a pole, as you can appreciate, is rather difficult. So skiers are ditching the poles for the big tricks, for the big spins, because it's easier to grab the ski. Grab the ski better, grab the ski for longer, it's worth more points. We mentioned Woodsy uh, with, with Ed there. In many ways, the big air's come almost, it, big air has come definitely in the twilight of his skiing career. It, it, you know, if this event was here at the previous Olympics in 2018, then yeah, he'd be probably way more devastated. He should have been in the finals, he couldn't lace his tricks, bit of a shame really, and he's going to feel devastated, but slope style definitely in with a much better shout it's a bigger a bigger longer course more jumps more hits and he's a super good tech rail rider and i know he'll be itching to get on that course up in at the genting snow park good luck woodsy hey man big day for curling today right yeah a great bit oh come on Great Britain, mixed curling team, Bruce Moat. I still don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but I'm going to pronounce it anyway. And Jennifer Dodds. They are in the semi-final. They beat the USA. It was a really big win for them. And I was reading about them, right, because, you know, I'm trying to sort of, like, expand my knowledge, my expertise on the world of curling. They've been friends since they were kids, <laughs> right? And they, they, So they've been competing in curling basically since they were kids, been friends forever. And today, later on today, five past twelve... Right, they're taking on the team from Norway, husband and wife. Can you imagine, right, playing or doing an Olympic sport? No way. With your wife? <laughs> no way. Oh, that could be a very awkward ride home, couldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just want to kind of see them have a massive domestic on the ice, like just proper, like, you know, who does the sweeping in their house, Tim? Oh, very well done. Well played, Ollie. <laughs> Good. What else have we got coming up? So also coming up, the ski jumping mixed team event. Now we've seen a lot of mixed team events coming in, like the curling, like in the snowboard cross, men and women competing in the same team. I think it's absolutely brilliant, but this is the cream in the crop for me. It is the mixed team event in the ski jumping. How good is this? 11.45, the first round kicks off, medals at 10 to 1. No Brits in it, but it's always good watching ski jumping, isn't it? I mean... What, hitting those jumps at 60, 50 miles an hour, launching down those super huge hills? Have you, have you ever done it? No, but I've been and stood on the end of the Burgersill. So the, the Burgersill is the ski jump in Austria, in Innsbruck, and from the top you look down and the ski jump goes off and crescenting over, guess what you can see? You can see the cemetery down in the valley right <laughs> oh, behind. God. It's so good. 
That is ominous, yeah. isn't it? Also today, men's Super G final. It's actually tomorrow at 3am, but we say today. I'm, get, I'm getting really confused with the timings, but, you know, that's 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 by the by. So 3am, you can check out the men's Super G final. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. And there's the figure skating at 1am, which I wouldn't normally mention, but it is the most watched Olympic sport, the figure skating. Did you know that? Wow. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's absolutely my massive. My phone's ringing. Uh, it's Je- my phone's ringing. It's Jenny Jones. Should we say hello to Jenny Jones? Let's say a quick hello and let's ask her if she do Jenny the podcast jo- tomorrow, shall we? She's, come on. Are you there? Hello? I mean, she's in China. It's surely geo-blocked, isn't it? What's that video called? <laughs> Jenny! <laughs> Yay! There she is. Oh. That's the Jenny Jones alarm. Did you hear that? Jenny, can you hear me? Yeah. You are live to the Apre... Uh, lodge with Ollie Peart. Say hello. Hello. Oh my goodness, really? What are you talking about? What's the chat? Controv, man. Loads of controv. Do you want to come on the podcast tomorrow and talk to us live from China? <coughs> well, if I'm not covering something else, because I, I went, I was at the Ski Big Air, so I missed. I was covering the Brits and the Ski Big Air, and I missed the snowboard men's slope style uh, I couldn't watch it I was like what's happening I just keep seeing these reports coming in pure controversy Jenny uh, pure controversy oh my god I need to back before I speak then tomorrow yeah is that absolutely what watch it back before you speak about it yeah you need to see it but arguably the biggest judging mistake in the history of snowboarding oh no really is yeah. that but then is that because why what ha- who what tell me something <laughs> That's a pure <laughs> snowboarder right there, Ollie. No, no, no. She's Leave her hanging. Leave her hanging. Snow. Don't tell her anything. Yeah. Do not tell I am, her anything. I absolutely... I won't tell her a thing. Jen, I'll phone you later. Take care out there in China. Say goodbye to the Apre team, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. See you later, Apre team. I'm on to my fifth pot of noodles, basically, now. <laughs> Is that all you're eating out there? How's the food out there? Honestly, every lunch I've had since I've been here has been... Pot noodles. All right, we'll hear all about the pot noodles tomorrow, uh, and I'll call you later. Loads of love, Bab. Bye. Jenny Jones, Olympic bronze medalist, loving life out there as a BBC reporter in China. Honestly, this, this snowboard decision, Ollie, it's uh, pure controversy. Right then, come on, let's wrap this up. You forgot to mention that skeleton training kicks off tomorrow. Um, Keep an eye out for uh, Crowley, Laura Dees, Matt Weston, Marcus Wyatt. They're all hoping to become a household name, aren't they? Like Lizzie Arnold or Amy Williams. Yeah, of course, man. We have form in that. And uh, Tim, uh, what's your prediction? Next 24 hours, you got a prediction for what's going to happen? A big thing? Yeah, it's going to be a big 24 hours. I'm going to stick with the Brits. I'm going to keep everybody on tender hooks here because I think little Kirsty Muir might just scrape a medal, a bronze medal in the women's big air. Fingers crossed. Come on, Kirsty Muir. That's a huge prediction. We'll see what happens there. Medal standing so far, if you haven't been keeping an eye on that. Russia topping the table. Then it's Norway, Sweden, Canada, then China. We're not to be seen as yet. That is in gold medal order, that is, rather than like medal totals, because that's kind of how they yes. do it, the one with the most gold medals. That's how it all works. If you would like to support the podcast, we'd absolutely love it. We're going to bring you daily episodes throughout the duration of the Winter Olympics. You can do that by going to Kofi, it's ko-fi.com forward slash the pod, and you can basically just, you know, buy us a coffee. It would really help us. Tim needs it. Tim needs it. He's shattered. He needs coffee.
I absolutely do. Yes, that would be lovely. Um, of course, don't feel pressured to do so. Uh, you can also support the podcast by giving us a little share on your social medias. Tell everybody about the podcast. Remember, we are at the Apre Pod on socials. Thanks, Tim, man. I'll see you tomorrow. Rest up, get some sleep, and uh, I will look forward to hearing you bright and early at whatever time you're up in the stupid fucking morning. <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. Bye. See you, man. Bye. Bye. 